Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. Brand new Flyers Daily for the 17th of December, 2023. And the wins keep coming. Flyers get a 1-0, 34-save shutout win over the Detroit Red Wings. How about the goaltending of Samuel Urson? He was magnificent in the game. Magnificent. He was so good in the third period. One thing that Sam Harrison does really well is track pucks in traffic. Damn, is he good at that. What a performance last night for Sam Harrison. We're going to go over uh, some of his numbers over his last nine games. They're pretty eye-popping. So let's look at the particulars from the game. First, let me tell you, though, that Flyers Daily is presented by Ticketmaster Make More Memories Live. Flyers get outshot in the game 34-33. They outhit the Red Wings 19-17. Each team went on the power play three times. Nobody scored on the power play. Didn't need the power play when you don't give up anything to the opposition. The only goal of the game comes at 6-21 into the first period. Initially, when it was a scored, we all thought Sean Couturier had it. But no, it went off the stick of a Detroit Red Wings player and Cam York. Really nice play by York to go up the left side, take the ice that Detroit gave him, and then try a backdoor pass to Sean Couturier. Uh, but goes off the stick of the Red Wings defender. And the Flyers go up one nothing, and that'd be the only goal of the game. York's fifth of the season. Two assists, though. We do get to make 60 pounds of food donation as part of the Flyers and Penn Medicine assist. For every Flyers assist this season, Flyers and Penn Medicine will donate 30 pounds of food to local communities in need. Uh, but on that play, you know, Couturier doesn't get a point. He doesn't get an assist, but he should. Because had he not occupied the real estate on the back door right around the blue paint. It's not a goal. The puck's probably not even going to the net. Really good play by Couturier to go there and force getting tied up. And look, when a puck goes there and you got some crazy stuff going on around the net, anything can happen, and it does there. And the Flyers get the only goal of this game. Like I said, Cam York's fifth goal of the season. And Sam Harrison would make it stand up. Just another unbelievable goaltending performance, and they had to go into this game without Travis Sanheim. Uh, it was, he's a late scratch uh, due to illness, so we hope, first of all, that Travis is feeling better, uh, but he misses the game, and he's your top defenseman. He's your number one defenseman, has been all year, your biggest minutes eater on the blue line. So how are you going to kind of go next man up for Travis Sanheim? Well, what John Tortorella did I think is interesting. You could have gone, okay, let's move Sean Walker up to play the right side along with Cam York, and then maybe move Rastus, Rasmus Ristolainen up to have him then play on that second pairing with Nick Sealer, and then bring Mark Stahl in like they did. Mark Stahl wasn't supposed to play. Igor Zamula was coming in, but Stahl played and played the right side along with Zamula. But what John Tortorella decided to do is go, okay, one guy's out. Let's make one change and not mess with something that I feel like I have a guarantee on, and that would be a strong second pairing with Sean Walker and Nick Sealer. So he opts to go, okay, let's just go Ristolainen right up to the top pairing. And Ristolainen probably played his best game as a flyer. I thought he was excellent in the game. He was under control. He played with structure, but he was incredibly physical. And to me, it's not even close. 
It's the best game he's played as a Flyer. He was second in the team in minutes played. Only York played more. York played 23-13. Ristolainen played 23-07, including 205 on the power play and 320 shorthanded. He was a plus one in the game, and he he was a big time physical presence. Rode a guy hard off into the uh, right by the Flyers bench on a play in the second period and the third period. Very physical on uh, Robbie Fabry. So really good game from Rasmus Ristolainen to step up and be the guy that's going to fill that void when your top defenseman is out. Very impressive performance from him. And I thought York was equally as good. Matter of fact, I had a chance to catch up with Cam York after the game, talk about his goal, another one that he almost scored, and a great defensive play and more. So here's my conversation with Flyers defenseman Cam York. After a one nothing win against the Detroit Red Wings, Cam York joins us. Cam, your your goal held up. Um, did you think it was going to hold up, hold up at that point? I mean, I think we're a really good defensive team. So, um, you know, anything is possible, but kind of a fluky one, but I'll take it. And, um, you know, I think it's just a good testament to what our team's all about. And, uh, you know, we can win games that are 6-5 or games that are one nothing. So talk about, you know, going into that third period, you're up one nothing in the game. You guys have been in a lot of one-goal games, especially of late. A lot of confidence in the group going into this situation. Yeah, I mean, like I said, we're a good defensive team and, um, guys block shots like I've never seen before. So um, it's just, it's, I don't know, it's how we play. We're um, just really good as a, a group of five out there. And, and Sam played great as well. So um, if he keeps playing like that, we're going to win a, a lot of games. Talk about, you know, Sanheim not in the lineup tonight. You have to adjust to a new partner in Rasmister Salina. He was incredibly physical. What's that adjustment like for you? Uh, honestly, not much. I mean, he's, he's great at what he does. Okay. And uh, uh, for me, switching, he's, you know, a really easy guy to play with and really predictable. And, um, you know, I feel like I know what he's going to do before he even does it. So he's an easy guy to play with and, um, you know, made it easy on me tonight. So you can play on instinct with him, knowing where he's going to be as your release valve and those kind of things. Exactly. Yeah. Like I said, he's just really predictable. And, um, you know, I, I just feel like I always know what he's going to do out there and, um, you know, it kind of helps me out. So as pretty as the goal was, you had another great scoring chance, but I think the play you made on the two on one rush, um, to break up that play was maybe the most important play, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a 200 foot player. I can play both ends really well, and um, you know, I I wish I scored that that second one there, but um, you know, I'll, I'll get it next time. So. Cam, thanks for doing this. Congrats on the win. Awesome, thank you. Cam York's skating ability and how smooth it is allows him to be able to really defend well. He made a great pass, a great breakup on an odd man rush from Detroit. That, first period such an impressive play and now he's adding those offensive elements to his game John Tortorella said after the game he talked about that scoring chance that Cam had his second scoring chance of the game he scored on the first one and then that other one where he went hard to the net and tried to wrap it around I believe it was still Alex Lyon at that time and go to the far post and a lot of times he said Cam would look to drop that puck off out in front and go behind the net but he's going hard to the net there. I thought that was a really good play, too, and his skating is such a catalyst for him. Uh, so good performance from Cam York. A little more well-balanced minutes amongst the defensemen with Sanheim out as well. For example, York plays the 23-13. The least minutes played from any Flyer defenseman was Igor Zamula at 15-33. Leading the way for the Flyers up front, once again, Sean Couturier. I thought he was good in the game as well. Did struggle in the face-off circle. Had nine face-off wins and 13 losses, uh, but played over 20 minutes, 20-34 to be exact. 
But again, a really tight game. The Flyers have played a ton of these really no-margin-for-error type games so far this season. I mean, they're 30 games in, and over this eight-game point streak, there's been so much overtime or shootouts and one-goal games. You go into the third period against Colorado a week ago, and they go into that third period 3-2. to two, They're up, and they end up winning the game going away. They kept pushing for offense. I thought they kept pushing in this third period as well. But when you look over the last eight games and the eight-game point streak, it started back on November 30th against the New Jersey Devils. That was that overtime loss where the Flyers overcame a two-goal deficit to get it to overtime. So that's the beginning. That's game one of this eight games. Then the back-to-back games against Pittsburgh, 4-3, shootout win in Pittsburgh, 2-1 overtime win in Philadelphia against Pittsburgh. Then they go to Arizona, win 4-1. They go to Colorado, they win 5-2. They lose to Nashville in overtime, get a point, 3-2. They beat Washington in the shootout on uh, Thursday, 4-3. And then this game tonight, they end up getting a 1-0 win. And look, those games... I use the term, they're on the razor's edge. One mistake, it could be all she wrote. I mean, that could be it. You got to be so diligent and so detailed, and you got to get great goaltending. And they got that as well. Sam Erson, in his last nine games, how about these numbers? He's got a record of 7 1 and 1 in his last nine games. He's allowed 17 goals, he's had 244 shots against, and he's made 227 saves. Those are stunning numbers. When you consider the way that he started the season, he did not get off to a good start. Let's just call it what it is. Statistical, it just wasn't a good start for Sam. Maybe he had to learn some elements of, you know, how to be a backup in the NHL, how to prepare yourself. The first three games were rough for Sam Harrison. Here's his numbers in the first three. 0 2 and 1 record. He allowed 14 goals on 59 shots and a 763 save percentage. That's insane. To, to go from that to 227 saves on 244 shots and a record of 7 1 and 1. Also picked up his third career NHL shutout. Had one last year. That's his second so far this year. Um, Carter Hart did back up, so that's good news. Um, you got to think if you're healthy enough to back up, you're healthy enough to play. They probably just wanted to give him the extra day uh, so he can practice on Monday and then be ready for the New Jersey game come Tuesday uh, on the road in New Jersey. Then they'll be home on Thursday to take on Nashville. But Sam Harrison, just a, a, another great performance. Three games in a row. This one didn't take extra extra session. So real good performance from the Flyers. And what does this all mean? Like, you know, Again, another two points. We talked in yesterday's episode, and we're going to get to some emails and a DM in just a couple of minutes about your confidence meter that this Flyers team is going to be a playoff team. And I haven't even weighed in on it yet. I'm still withholding. But now through 30 games, Flyers have played 30 games. That's a decent sample size. A record of 17-10-3, 37 points, plus 11 in goal differential, 7-1-2 7-1-2 in their last 10, won their last two, one point up on the third-place New York Islanders who lost last night. They're now three points up, and the same amount of games played on the Carolina Hurricanes. They are four points up on the New Jersey Devils. Devils have two games in hand. 
And they're sitting six points back of the New York Rangers who've played one less game than the Flyers. I mean, when you look at the Penguins, by the way, last night just got absolutely trucked in Toronto. Touchdown and the extra point. 7 nothing final there. Penguins, that, that, that's a tough loss. A lot of people saying, is this the end of Mike Sullivan? We'll see. Uh, but when you look at the playoff picture right now, the Flyers not only would be a playoff team, they'd have home ice. And they'd face the last team that they faced in the playoffs a couple years ago, in 1920, the New York Islanders. But the, the teams from the Metro, the Rangers obviously would be the one seed, and then the Flyers, the two seed in the Metro, Three would be the New York Islanders. The two wildcard teams are the opponent the Flyers had tonight, the Detroit Red Wings and the Carolina Hurricanes. Devils on the outside looking in. Tampa's on the outside looking in. Washington's on the outside looking in. Pittsburgh is way on the outside looking in at 29 points. So the Flyers have put themselves in this conversation. So we talked about, you know, the team's confidence meter that they'll be able to see this over the goal line. We'll see where it goes. I'm not going to build up my expectations. This has been such a progressive step forward that I don't want anything to take away from that. But as we sit, we're here right now, December 17th, John Lyon uh, emails and says this. Hey, Jason, as I recall from your earlier podcasts, Torts teams typically secure a playoff position in the second year of his tenure as coach with those teams. Given that past performance is the best indicator or predictor of future outcomes. He said, I have to believe that his history will be repeated with the Flyers. They've clearly bought into his system and are succeeding as a result. Go Flyers, John. Now, yeah, John, you're right. I did do a deep dive on Torts year one, year two, year three at each of his coaching stops, going all the way back to Tampa, going to the Rangers. Obviously, uh, after that, you go to Vancouver. He was only there one year, but then going to Columbus. And in year one, none of those teams made the playoffs. And in year two, they all made the playoffs. He does. He is a builder. And then they've made they made the playoffs for several years to come. After that, they became a perennial playoff team. So, John, he's got a lot of confidence. He's got a lot of confidence that they're going to be a playoff team. All right, let's get to another one. This one comes from Joe. Joe says, hey, Jason, just finished today's Flyers Daily. He said, I start with it every day. Thank you. Appreciate that, Joe. He said, I would put the team's playoff probability at a five. He said, I love how the team is playing this year and cannot be more impressed with the new leadership and changes that have been made already. He said, I grew up in Sawyersville, which is a town across the Susquehanna from Wilkes-Barre. And he said, I was nine years old when the Flyers last won the cup in 75. I'll let you do the math. I'm not going to try any math. They said there'd be no math. Um, He said, I've been out here in the Windy City for the past 20 years, but I'm always tuned into my favorite team. He said, I'm looking forward to February when I'll see the Flyers at the United Center, as I do every year. But this year, I'm going to follow them back to the Wells Fargo Center to see them take on the Rangers for a Saturday matinee with uh, my nephew and his family to a game. Nice. Uh, Just wanted to say hello and how much I enjoy the podcast. Flyer for Leers. That's hard to say. Uh, Joe from Chicago. Um, Joe's got it at a five. Look, I can't fault anybody if you have the confidence meter that they're going to make the playoffs at a three or a nine. You can fluctuate between that. Is this sustainable? That's really the question that needs to be answered. We're through 30 games. I mean, that's a decent sample size. 
and there's been very little wavering in the Flyers' best game and their worst game. That's a good that's a good trait. But Joe's got them at a five, and I think that's pretty safe. Um, one more comes from Christopher Grant. It says, Jason, I started the year I was confident or I was well, let me do that again. He said, Jason, I started the year I wasn't confident or not confident, had no expectations about the team and what they were going to be. But watching the team play, the way they've been playing, how they're never out of a game, getting scored from all different scoring from all different players, he said, I'm extremely optimistic about them making the playoffs. He said, I'm like you, 51 years old, going to be 52 in February. Oh, nice, just before me, but it is before me. He says, this is probably one of the best coached Flyers teams I've ever witnessed. If we had one or two superstars on the team that can score, which I know are coming in on the way, um, this would be a scary, scary team. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, I mean, you do have some players coming, obviously. Cutter Gauthier, probably see him this year. Uh, Matt Vemichkov, who's having the best statistical season of a draft plus one player in KHL. Higher points per game than Alex Ovechkin and Evgeny Malkin. No, that doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be those players or better. But it's it's a good sign. Um, they still need more. The Denver Barkey or, you know, you got some blue line help coming with Oliver Bonk and Emil Andre. There's a lot still to be determined. But as far as this team and the way they're being coached, I don't think Torts has been perfect this year. You know, the handling of some of the guys in and out of the lineup, whether that's Frost or Zamula or, or whatever it might be, uh, is up for criticism. But the way that he changed philosophically on how they attack offensively, so quick in transition, trade chances, knowing he's got that goaltending back there, the way that they built that structure with and without the puck in the neutral zone and D zone so they can defend, and they can play one nothing games like this. They can play one-goal games because they don't make hideous mistakes, and if they do, you've got good goaltending back there to erase it. I think Torts has done a great job this year. I really do. Um, I think that he's pushed a lot of the right buttons. you got to look in total at the job he did with Travis Sanheim. And I give all the credit to the player. Travis Sanheim came in this year ready to prove a lot of people wrong, and he is doing it. You also look at the you know, reinvigoration of Travis Konechny's career, the development of Owen Tippett, on and on and on we can go. So he has done a very good job. Um, but we'll see where it all goes this year. I mean, I'm just going to enjoy the ride. I don't want to put any expectations on it. But if you want to weigh in on your confidence meter uh, that the Flyers will be a playoff team once all 82 games are played, you can always shoot me a DM on uh, Twitter at Jason Mert, J-A-S-O-N-M-Y-R-T. Uh, you can also email me at Jason, J-A-S-O-N, dot Mertitis, M-Y-R-T-E-T-U-S, at gmail.com. And we'll get to some more of these coming up as well. Coming up on tomorrow's episode, Bill Meltzer. It'll be on Mondays with Meltzer. So join us then on a brand new Flyers Daily.